Hello, this is Zach Cherian. Thank you so much for joining us for our podcast today. We are really excited to bring you this teaching. Please open your heart, and if you can, your Bibles, and receive this word from the Lord, recorded live at Brazen Grace Fellowship. Luke chapter 1, verse 26 through 38. Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 38. You there with me? Awesome. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, notice this, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her in response to her reaction, the angel wasn't just shooting in the air, the angel knew exactly what she was feeling, right? Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor, say favor. You have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. Jesus. He will be great. Hallelujah. And will be called the son, capital S, of the highest. And the Lord will give him the throne of his father, David. Notice 33. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. When did the rule of Jesus begin? At the cross. How long did it last till he went back to heaven? And then one day he's going to come back and establish this kingdom we talk about? Forever. Daniel talks about the five kingdoms and of the last kingdom. There shall be no end. Church, it's our ignorance that has kept us away from realizing this kingdom is already here. It's not going to come. This kingdom that Jesus came to establish is already here. It's not something in the future. This kingdom and of this kingdom and of his kingdom, there shall be no end. Hallelujah. There will be no end, which means what? We are living in that kingdom age right now. We are living in the kingdom of God. What's the king's name? Amen. His name is Jesus. Here's the beautiful thing. You're not slaves now because he's the king. You are a king and you get to rule and reign with the king. How awesome is that? You as being part of the kingdom are not subjects of this kingdom. You're not servants or slaves of this kingdom. You get to rule and reign in this kingdom. This is not any kingdom that you can think of. I know preachers that have tried to explain the kingdom. They start teaching kingdom and they kind of end up sounding really communist. When we try to think about it in human standards, we miss it. You have to think about how God works. You have to think about how heaven works. Kingdom is a way of operation. Kingdom is a system in how things work. That kingdom is already here. That kingdom is already here. That's why when we say thy kingdom come, we are not saying, and I have to make this clear to my church folk, we're not asking for that kingdom to come down. We are praying for that kingdom to manifest. We are praying for that kingdom. So it's not like, oh God, your kingdom is not here. So would you please send your kingdom and let your will be done. Jesus said that before the cross. Amen. 
In fact, throughout the Bible, you see Jesus say a lot of things that didn't make sense. He would say things like, for the kingdom of God, he would say, um, uh, and, and the time is coming and now is. Remember that? Yeah, he would always say things like, and the time is coming, but now is. Well, what he's talking about is, I'm here, I'm the one that's going to bring it, but I haven't done it yet. John chapter 4, to the woman of the well, uh, uh, sorry, the Samaritan woman, yeah, it was the woman of the well. He speaks to the woman and he says, the hour is coming and now is. The hour is coming and now is when true worshipers will worship the Father. She's saying right now you can't do it because right now God's system is you got to go to that temple. You got to go to that wall and that's the only place you can do it. There's only one mountain you can do it. But the time is coming and now is when you don't have to make a pilgrimage to go to a place. Wherever you go, the presence of God is with you. The presence of God will be wherever you go. Why did he say the hour is coming but now is? He was saying I'm the one that's going to bring it but I haven't done what I came to do yet. Please hear me. Because we grace people, we understand grace, but we don't understand kingdom. And when we don't understand kingdom, we forget that the whole point of grace was to establish the kingdom. The whole point of grace was not to forgive our sins. Our sins were a problem in the kingdom. Our sins were a problem in the kingdom because it cut us short and brought death. It did not let us fulfill our destiny. So God takes the sin problem, does away with it. No longer can sin be held against you. You may live in the consequences of your stupidity on the earth. But as far as the kingdom is concerned, sin cannot be held against you. It is removed out of the way. So now when the devil says, do you know what Zach did? God says, did what? That's the whole point of grace so that the sin problem could be removed. To remove the sin, God had to do away with the law. law. The law that pointed out sin. In fact, the Bible Bible goes on to say that the strength of sin is in the law. So when you are preaching law and you're preaching a 10 series on how to keep the 10 commandments, you are preaching 10 ways in how to make people sin. Because people, people always go, you know, the law kills. How does the law kills? Through sin. Because the whole point of law is to expose your sin. Well, I'm a good person. It don't matter. The very fact that you were born made you a sinner. Well, I do good things. It don't matter. You were a sinner before you ever sinned. This is what we need to get into our system. I don't become a sinner because of what I did. I'm a sinner because I was born. Does that make sense? So the power of the law... The power of sin is in the law. And so God does away with the law by taking the law out of the way. Sin cannot be held against you anymore. So when you mess up, Satan cannot bring something bad on you. When you are not under the law, when you are not in grace, whenever you did something wrong, it made it legal for the devil to whack you. It made it legal for the devil to pick sickness on you. It made it legal for the devil to attack you. But now you are no longer under the law. You are under grace. So that legality that Satan had to touch you because of sin is gone. It's gone. Look at the devil say, can't touch this. Can't touch this. So whenever the symptoms of the effects of the law through sin come upon your body, don't sit there and go, I wonder what I broke, what law I broke. Because you ain't under that system anymore. You're not under that system anymore. You are under the kingdom. In the kingdom, there's only one law, the law of love. Are you listening to me? I love how Hebrew says it. 
We have not come to a mountain that can be shaken, that is moved with fire and brimstone and, and loudness, where the people scream to God and say, stop talking. We can't take it. What a sad day when we tell God, stop talking to us. We've come to Mount Zion, beloved. We've come to Mount Zion. The greater your revelation of the fact that the kingdom is here increases, the greater the manifestation of the kingdom in your life. Did I say that too fast? The greater the revelation of the kingdom that is already here comes to you, the faster you manifest the kingdom that is already in your life. That's God's not selective on who he blesses and who he does. It's just people that understand the kingdom is already here. So when I pray, thy kingdom come, I'm not asking for it to come down from heaven. I'm asking for it to manifest from inside of me. Jesus said, now the kingdom is within you. Think about that for a second. Where is this kingdom? It's inside of me. This is why the disciples just didn't get when Jesus died. They're like, what happened to the kingdom stuff? They're killing you. Oh, they're hanging him on a tree. Maybe now he'll... What? Why do you think Judas did what Judas did? Because he thought Jesus was going to walk right through the crowd and save him again. Peter was not afraid. All of a sudden his hopes, his dreams start falling apart. Can I be on your right? Can I be on your left? Can I be the one that... Dude, you didn't get it. You didn't get this, the whole point of the kingdom. The whole point of the kingdom was not so we can be kings and we'll have a bunch of slaves. You didn't get it. You did not get it. Disciples, you're not getting what I came to do. I came to make a kingdom of priests. Kings and priests. In Exodus chapter 19, we see God make that intention very clear to Israel. Israel was the shadow. We are the reality. Amen. It was the shadow. We are the reality. To them, he says, I want you to be a kingdom of priests. Today, that's what God is saying to every one of us. I want you to be a kingdom of priests. In this kingdom, there are only kings and priests. Kings that administer. Priests that serve the Lord. Are you listening to me? This kingdom thing is powerful. I I really, really want you all to get it. I really want you to get it. When you start understanding kingdom, you won't be stingy with your money. It's because you still think you're operating in an earthly system. So you never know what may happen. Whatever will be, will be. That's the anthem of the world. It might come back, it might not come back. That harvest might die, it might not bear fruit, we never know. Well, just throw it and then see what happens. No, that's the system of the world. In the kingdom, Jesus said, when you sow, you reap. When you sow, you reap. When you give with a mindset of the kingdom, you don't go, oh God, I hope that comes back. Oh Lord, let I press down, check. I claim it, I command it. In the kingdom, you ain't got to command claim nothing. It's just an action. When you believe right, it brings back the harvest to you. That's how the kingdom works. Please get this into your system. You won't be stingy with your giving. You won't be stingy with your living. You'd live free knowing that the Satan cannot bring anything against you. The Lord, when I, when I preach that message here called the fear of falling, we're walking around with the fear of falling. The fear of falling tells me your eye is still on the law. People that are afraid of falling walk like this. The psalmist says it this way. The Lord has set before me a broad path. Say, I'll walk on a broad path. I ain't going to fall. Because I got a broad path to walk on. This faith walk is no tightrope walk. I know they told you that in your youth camp. You better watch the next step. 
He is the one who keeps me from falling, not me. And guess what? Even if I'm dumb and fall, He still presents me faultless. Faultless. In this kingdom, you can be free. There is now therefore, for those who are in Christ Jesus, for the law of the spirit of life has set me free. From what? The law of sin and... Are you, are you free from the law of sin and death? Or are you still living like you're still accountable to the law of sin and death? Are you still afraid of the law and sin and death kicking into your life? Well, if I do this, this is going to happen. That means you still got the law of sin and death in your mind. Are you still walking around for consequences? Oh, whatever. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Always walking around for the devil. Oh, where the devil? Where the devil? Oh, where the devil? Dude, pick up your head and walk high. Pick up your head and walk high like you ain't going to fall. Justification is not just God looking at your past sins as if you never did it. Justification is God looking at you as if you cannot sin. It's God's way of saying, I only see you as my son. For me to see you as a sinner would be me seeing Jesus as one. Because God cannot see you in any other way. Once you are a believer in Christ as anything else other than Jesus. He who is in Christ is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are. What is this new? It's this kingdom life. It's this kingdom way of living. It's this kingdom way of living. Do you live based on the system of the world? Do you pray based on the system of the world or on the kingdom of God? In the kingdom of God, one moment of Jesus, you're healed. In the system of the world, oh, that's Terry. Oh, Jesus. Oh, oh. Any of y'all had them tarrying meetings? Whew. We prayed for one small kid to get the Holy Ghost for 12 days. Man, that Holy Ghost must be stingy. That Holy Spirit must be really tight. He don't like to give himself to him. He's going to have to pray for 12 days just somewhere on the 12th. When the fullness of time. Ha, there was only one day they had to wait and that was for the day 50 to come. That's why it's called Pentecost. Every other time since then, he comes as soon as you say, come Lord. If you ask your father for a fish, will he give you a snake? If you ask your father for bread, will he give you stone? How much more will the father not God give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? Ah, ah, but I'm, I'm not speaking. I am speaking it. It's not coming out of my mouth. It don't matter. It don't matter what's coming out of your mouth, not coming out of my mouth. It'll come. But you're going to have to first believe I'm already filled. When do people really think about it? When do people really start speaking in tongues? As soon as they feel something. Even back in our little Pentecostal days, as soon as we'd get that little goose pimple, we're like, oh yeah, da 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 <laughs> Why? Because all of a sudden you started to believe that you got filled. What about waiting for the feeling? What about not waiting for the feeling and just saying, hey, I got it, I'm filled. It'll flow out of you like rivers of living water. You won't have to fast and wait and tell, speak, 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 pat, pat, pat. Say what I'm saying. Repeat after. Dude, that's yours. I don't want yours. I want my own tongues. I want your tongues, dude. <laughs> I want my own. That's me. That's why when I speak in tongues, people go, my God, where's he get all that stuff from? Because I, as a frustrated tongue talker, 
I don't want me anybody else's tongue. In the kingdom life, the Holy Spirit is given freely. In this kingdom life, the Holy Spirit is given without measure. Or like Texans say, measure. In the kingdom life, it's already here. In the kingdom life, it's here. Guess what's in the kingdom? Beloved, I pray about everything that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. That's the kingdom life. It's here. Well, how do I know what's in heaven? How do I pray? How do I know the will of God? Well, there are some really simple ways to praying and figuring out. If it's allowed in the kingdom, it's allowed in my life. If they broke in heaven, I'll be broke down here. I looked and I couldn't find nobody broke. Dude, they're walking on gold. They're walking on gold. So guess what? I ain't going to be poor. I ain't going to be poor. Why? Your kingdom come, your will be done. How? On earth, how? As it is in heaven. Anybody sick in heaven? I didn't find nobody sick in heaven. Until we change the way we think about the kingdom, we will never live out what Jesus came to do. Repent for the kingdom of God is what? At hand. Well, guess what? It was at hand when he said it. But now he says the kingdom is inside of you. It's not at hand waiting to come. It's already on the inside of you. The kingdom is here. Jesus came to bring a new system of operation. He came to bring a new system of government. No, it's not the political government like you're thinking it is. That's why it didn't make sense to them. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. It's talking about a way of operation. He wasn't talking about being the king of a land. Yeah, come on. Yeah. Come on. Amen. Say the kingdom is here. here. Shouted the kingdom is here. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever in his kingdom. There will be no end. Beloved, there is no other kingdom coming. There is no other Jesus. I know it's messing with your eschatology, but that's good. You need some messing up. You know what? Let all your theology fall around this first. Let everything else you believe fall around this and see where it fits. Don't try to fit what your Sunday school teacher taught you around what the word of God says. Let what you believe fall in line with the word of God. He said, of this kingdom, there shall be no end. That kingdom started. He's not going to bring some kingdom. He's not going to come in some kingdom come. We talk, well, in the kingdom come. Uh-uh, the kingdom came. Are you listening to me? And of that kingdom, there shall be no end. I'm going to say something that's going to mess with you, but I don't care. The kingdom, you are not necessarily waiting for the kingdom to show up. The kingdom already came. The truth of the matter is, is the king is waiting for you to establish his kingdom here and now. The atmosphere of this kingdom is what we call the glory. Christ is in you. He is your glory. Because we don't understand the, the mechanics of how, why Jesus left and came back. Well, because we don't understand that stuff, we make it all Sunday school. He said, I'll never leave you. Of this kingdom, which kingdom? The kingdom that Jesus came to establish. 
You're waiting for him to come and kill everybody. Iran is going to be bombed and, and all these bad people are going to be destroyed. And, and then he's going to come and destroy people. And then he's going to come and kill a few, whip a few people. You know, that first time Jesus was good and all, but he went and whooped some, you know. We like the second coming better because when he comes back, he's not a lamb. He's a lion. Guess what? He was a lion the first time. Jesus didn't got no bipolar disorder. He was the king of kings when he was in that manger. He didn't become the king of kings later. There was only one thing that changed between baby Jesus and later. The one thing that was that the name that had no meaning whatsoever was given a name that was above every other name so that now those of us that come after him can say that name and at that name every knee must bow. You got to understand this kingdom Jesus came to establish. If you don't get it, you'll miss it. You'll miss it. You'll miss it. You'll miss it. You'll walk around trying to ask God to do things that he's already done. If I am waiting for something to happen in the future, then I am believing with my own mind and my confession that it isn't here now. That everyone will be healed one day. One day we will all be blessed and rich. One day. Think about the way we think. Oh, this sorrow may last for a night, but we'll ask God one day he's going to come and then there will be no more crying, no more tears, no more pain, no more... Beloved, listen to me. That day already came. But if you're going to keep putting it in your future, you'll never live in it now. If you keep putting it in the future, do you realize Jesus came and changed everything? Habakkuk 2 tells me the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. That's God's eschatology. I don't know what yours is, but I'll tell you God's. He says the earth shall be filled with the earth shall be filled with the knowledge, the yada, the view of the glory of God as the waters cover the sea. I don't know what your preacher told you the last days are going to look like. My Bible tells me the earth shall be filled with the glory of God. That don't look like this nation bombing that nation and this devil coming up and that rising and this. That don't sound like it, does it? It sounds like the only thing rising is the glory of God in the people of God. What is he waiting to manifest? He's waiting for us to manifest. Please understand these three words. It is finished. Why haven't we figured that out yet? The one thing that creation is waiting for. The one thing that heaven is waiting for. And the one thing that Satan dreads is you manifesting the kingdom on the earth. Why did Jesus preach more about the kingdom? The kingdom not as in heaven but the kingdom as in a system on the earth more than anything else. That's why Jesus preached more about money. And of this kingdom. There shall If it started, did it take a break? I'm making you think today. Did it take a break? I'll come back and finish it. No. Of this kingdom. Kingdom, king's domain. What's the king's name? Jesus. Of his king dominion. <laughs> there will be no end. Church. This Christmas is worthless if you're going to look at a little cradle and go to a little cute chubby baby lying in there. Until you realize that this Christmas was about a king 
who brought with him from heaven his kingdom. He didn't look like a king to most everybody else, did he? He didn't look like much of a king. Why would you pick a virgin lady who didn't even know what to do? Why'd you go publicly announce it to a bunch of shepherds? Seriously, dude. Go up into Herod's palace and proclaim it to them. No. No. The simple. The simple. Got it. The simple. Got it. They got it. They got it. I love it. I love the simplicity of the gospel. This kingdom is here. That's why Jesus said only a child. Only a child can understand. It takes a theologian to mess it up for you. Only a child can understand this kingdom. There shall be no end. It started and you are in this kingdom right now. It's not going to come. It's already here. Is this making sense to any of you? Kingdom. Of his kingdom, there shall be no end. What I meant to be a five-minute stop in my sermon ended up becoming my whole sermon, but that's good. I'm just going to let the Holy Spirit do what he wants to do today. The kingdom is in me. The kingdom is in me. How does salvation work? How does Soteria Sozo work? It works its way out. And everything else that stands in the way of salvation springing out from me that isn't a part of my salvation gets pushed out. That's what revelation really is. That's what manifestation of a revelation really is. If there's a sickness in my body, it, has not, it is not there legally because I'm a part of the kingdom. And as the revelation of the kingdom springs up from me and I get this revelation, I don't have to be sick. It pushes it out. That's what healing is. I got something even better for you. It's called wholeness. We don't even have to get that stuff on us to begin with. The effects of age. The effects of generational diseases in your family. They don't have to touch you. Because you're not a part of that kingdom anymore. You're a part of a new kingdom. Daddy was broke. Granddaddy was broke. So I'm going, no, 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 no. That's not part of your system. You're blessed. the kingdom manifest in your life don't go another day trying to get something and pray for something in the future you have to believe it's already here the reason it doesn't manifest is because you're trying to go after something in the future rather than believing that it's already in you wouldn't you like to live in the in the benefits of the kingdom this Christmas May that same king that was born in a manger that brought a new kingdom, a new way of living, a new way of thinking, a new system of operation, may that system be born in you tonight and not just be something that's on the inside of you, but let it come out of you in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. I feel the Holy Ghost, boy, I'm telling you. May that kingdom, my God, it felt like something shifted in the atmosphere there. In the name of Jesus, that's the key to the access to the kingdom. The name, the name, the power that's in that name. Jesus. 
If you would like to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you can repeat this simple prayer with me right now, wherever you are. Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you as I am and receive you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for dying for me. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that Jesus is my Lord. I am yours forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today for this teaching. We would love to hear from you. You can write us at ZCIM PO Box 592675, San Antonio, Texas 78259. For more information on ZCIM, please visit us at zcim.org or on Facebook and Twitter at ZCIM Official. God bless you.